Well, Holden, it finally happened. We finally slept together. We finally did. <laughs> All the sexual in the tension. In the same bed. In the same bed. That was on our tour, our band tour. Yeah, we shared a bed. As you well know, it wasn't the first time, actually. As you well know, that's why we were gone last week, because you're all avid listeners who listen to every episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Indeed. Thank you very much. Not, You've been, not what? I'm going to interrupt you, Holden, because I've got some exciting details. I want to say we appreciate that you listen to every episode and that you've been doing that for a full year, Holden. This is our anniversary Woo! episode. I thought it was next week, but I don't do math very well. So we've now been doing this for a straight year. How has that happened? I don't know. Didn't think we'd make it this far. <laughs> Will we be here next year? Probably not. Probably not. Thanks for staying <laughs> we, tuned. We also said that last year. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. Still here. Yeah. But I'm a hologram? Also, I'm doing the notes again? Hey, last week was my week. <laughs> yeah, I did okay. the notes last week. <laughs> We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of Birds of Prey and Surprise. We're also doing The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse! Which we saw kind of spontaneously last night. I hope that review really brightens your day. <laughs> or will, will you crash in the rocks? Nope. Stay tuned. <laughs> That one movie podcast. Tom. But first, we have to do the Toms. You ready for this, Jimmy? Oh, I am ready, especially the second time we had to do this take because you messed up the first take because you spoke too early because you don't edit the podcast, so you don't know when to do transitions. So I I had a request. I think it might have been from my dad, Scott Sutter. I can't remember, but we call this a rapid fire game, but it's not really a game, Jimmy. You're a towel. (laughs) So I'm going to change it up a bit. I'm going to say right. Tom's, is, Tom's is a rapid fire show That's, where we rate the news okay, you're, of the week. A, you're <laughs> messing this up because we're supposed to have a gap for our theme to play here. But you wouldn't know because you don't edit or listen to the podcast. All right, here's the gap. Here's the gap <laughs> for the, for the starting intro. Starting now. All right, we're back. What are you talking about? Tom's Tom's is Tom's is a rapid fire show. No, it's not. It's a segment. It's a rapid rapid fire fire segment. Why are we shouting? (laughs) Where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms: Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's just get to it. All right. You know what? This is a game because. It's Saw. And we have the Saw trailer. We do. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we did our most anticipated movies of the year. I brought up that there's a new Saw movie coming out this year. Still didn't know the title at the time. Jimmy got very excited. And it just so happens that within the last couple weeks, we got a trailer. Oh, yeah. And it's now officially called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Hey, Alden, let me just say that you're lucky that I have to be somewhere right when we're done recording this podcast. So I'll I'll shave down the uh, 20 minute analysis (laughs) to 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this so this trailer, um, it's pretty great. Spiral from the Book of Saw. I mean, not a great title. No, it's not. The trailer makes up for it. The trailer music 
makes up for it. <laughs> and I just we just rewatched it. This was my third time watching the trailer. Just noticed that the first I think it's the first title that shows up. They do the old flashbulb sound effect, which of course is in the original Saw movie. I wouldn't know that. Used as tension building fully. Nice. Oh, yeah. You like that <laughs> little movie lingo? That means so- fully is sound effects. Oh, okay. For I you. Didn't know that. Uneducated <laughs> swine out there. Swine, get it? So they oh, dress up as pigs. pigs yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is really deep. <laughs> um, so spire. So this trailer is actually pretty great. It like it's actually at least it gives the air that the movie might be well directed. Yeah, which is unique. I think I, I, was jo- movies. I was joking with Holden that the subtitle sh- it should have been Spiral and it should have said Saw with good actors. Yeah, <laughs> it's got good actors. We've got Chris Rock, who I mean, he's a comedy actor who more or less I, I don't know if you consider him a good actor, but he seems to be given a decent performance here. Samuel L. Jackson, of course, mm-hmm. great actor in a Saw movie. Um, his Chris Rock's partner is in Handmaid's Tale. He's very good in that show. Oh, um, I didn't. I don't know anyone else who's in it. So, <laughs> um, hey, well, I didn't mean to say with good actors because obviously I don't want to. I don't want to um, disappoint my boy Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes and also Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell, classic. We is hope Tobin Bell is in this movie. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin Bell is Jigsaw. For those of you who don't know, he's who plays the Jigsaw killer. Yes. Uh, we hope he's back. Even though he died in the third movie, but he was still in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, still makes more sense than the, than the Emperor. Yeah. So the movie, I mean, like I said, the trailer has some really cool shots in it. Um, the poster is really good. Oh, I don't think I've seen the poster. You I'm going to look, look it up. Look quick. at the poster right now. Um, the poster is really good looking. Um, honestly, the only thing that's not really to like about this trailer is the title. If you like Saw, watch the, watch the trailer. That's all I can say, really. Look at the poster, Jimmy. I'm trying to. I looked up Spiral. Is this it? No. No, that's not it. I'm, you. Spi- <laughs> Spiral well, saw movie. Well. <laughs> saw movie. Saw poster. That one. This one? The one, that one. The le- It's a red light with a spiral. That's. That's a pretty good poster. Yeah, I think it's got some cool colors. It's got some colors. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. He's I don't know. Not walking in the crosswalk. Yeah, kind of dangerous. <laughs> anyway, it's really um, foggy. <laughs> I'm going to give this. I'm uh, surprised I missed trailer. that poster. Oh, wow. Am I right? Wow. <laughs> Keep going, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this trailer a brokaw, though, because as a avid Saw movie fan, <laughs> this is a, a clear Thomas two thumbs up brokaw this movie okay i want before we move on i do want to add uh at least one or two i don't know i'm just gonna start talking and see how many points i make uh this movie looks like it has some sort of social commentary or something in it like maybe maybe we'll see if it's good i think (laughs) the the exciting thing for me is that this saw movie could actually also be a good movie as well as an entertaining movie it kind of has some jordan peele vibes in terms of like it's cops. There's I I wonder if there's gonna be some sort of like race element to mm-hmm. it. Um so I just there might actually be some like themes to this movie. Instead of other just, than don't waste your life, yeah. the ungrateful <laughs> swine. <laughs> 
as great as the other movies are. <laughs> Honestly, though, guys, if you have not seen the other Saw movies, you need to watch them. Well, if you have not seen the original Saw movie, watch it. Watch it. And if you don't like horror movies, it's not very scary. No. It you is. Can handle it. It, the movies can be pretty gruesome. The first so, movie's really not. The first that one's not gory. too bad. But like the subsequent ones. Yeah, but just different. watch the first one. No, watch all eight, watch all eight previous ones <laughs> or like don't. we have. I don't I haven't have I seen I haven't technically seen 7. And I don't know if I've seen all of 5. You haven't seen 7? No, why would I watch that movie? <laughs> I've seen the end 10 minutes of it cuz Carrie always is in it. <laughs> Again. I just kind of happen on a saw movie and that's how I see the next one. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that's that for that trailer. We both gave a bro cause. Two, Thomas, two thumbs up. We got another trailer this week, though, that is equally as... I, well, it's not equally as anticipated, but it is very <laughs> silly. The F9 trailer. So Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, Fast and Furious 9. So uh, all the Fast and Furious movies have a different naming scheme. Like Each of, each of the movies are like titled differently. You got Too Fast, Too Furious. You got Fast Five. Uh, Fast and Furious Six for some reason, which Fate is like, of the Furious. Yeah, they're just all bizarre. Fast and this one is literally this one is literally no Furious Seven. Furious Seven. This one is literally just named F Nine though. So after the function key. Yeah, after the fun. That joke's been made several times, Jimmy. Uh, but I made it too. Okay. First, <laughs> not before ori- I heard the other. Not jokes. original. Um, but anyway, you know so what? This- it was original when I first thought of it because I hadn't thought I hadn't heard anybody else say it. So. Your towel. <laughs> um, this trailer is bananas. Not only is it very long, like the actual trailer is like three and a half minutes long. <laughs> it's, it's so long for a trailer. Is it, I thought it was like four minutes. It's something. It's, yeah, it's, it's pushing four minutes. Yeah, it, it's just like it's filled with stuff that I am excited to see in the movie, Jimmy. I'm excited to make you watch this. See, the problem with this trailer is that all the bananas, hilarious stuff is in the trailer. Yeah. And when I go to the movie, it's just going to be boring stuff, in my opinion, and then we see the stuff that's in the trailer, and I'm like, well, I've already seen it in the trailer. And it was very entertaining and goofy the first time, yeah. but now it's like that effect wore off, which is what happened with Hobbs and Shaw. We'll see. Maybe it'll be different for this one. I don't know. We've only seen one Fast and Furious movie, so... You know, if they could really, just release really. the trailers and not the movies, I'd be a huge fan of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Good trailers. Um, you got a big truck flip. <laughs> Way too with big like of a truck. Three, you've seen a truck three. flip and you've seen a truck flip in other movies. You haven't seen one with three carriages <laughs> get flipped. Doesn't make any sense, nor do I know how it got up in the air. I feel like the dark knight was pushing it back in the day. Now yeah. we literally just have <laughs> It's like a physics. train getting flipped. <laughs> like how do you flip a train like that? Oh my god. Maybe there's an anti-gravity gun. <laughs> That's Maybe. the only way any of this works. There's the uh, there's the car swinging on a rope. The Carzan, <laughs> yeah. as I've heard. Yeah, the, the car is just like, it gets hooked into a rope and flies off a cliff and it somehow doesn't break the rope. Pretty impressive. Not to be outdone by the car in front of it driving off the cliff and then like getting picked up by a black hawk <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with, a, Jet with a magnet underneath. Oh my God, you got the car that like flips and hits a guy off another car. <laughs> 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 it's I, let's just say they didn't take physics before they no. uh, 
John Cena is the bad guy in this movie, so that's going to be great. It's again about family. Yeah, <laughs> it's always about family. One last ride, even though we already have one or two more confirmed after this oh one. Oh, my gosh. Just go to space already. Yeah. They, I, that has to be how this movie is going to end. Who's going first, Fast and Furious or Mission Impossible? If this movie doesn't do it, then Mission Impossible. All right. That's what my guess is. Although I think this one's going to... Because they, they seem to indicate that this in 10 might be like a two-part. So maybe at the end of this one, they'll like tease going into space. Oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> anyway, very excited for this movie. I'm going to watch all eight of the previous ones before this one comes out. Jimmy won't because he's a lot busier than I am. And I just don't really want to. <laughs> So we'll, you'll get you'll get both those perspectives on this podcast. That's we're well rounded like that. Yeah, <laughs> and we're fat. Yeah, that too. Uh, I'm gonna give this trailer a Brokaw. Sure, why not? Thomas Brokaw. Now into the actual news, Jimmy. Uh, this is this is probably the thing I'm most excited for from this week. We got some talk. Sam Raimi uh-huh. might be coming in to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So for those of you who don't know Sam Raimi, he directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. I know some of these listeners out here are quite big fans. I know you, Thomas Ward, out there, you're listening to this podcast. You're a big fan. Um, but uh, Which dire- of the three movies is his favorite? Two. Two. Which is good. Obviously. Obvious. Uh, who, what, which, what other one would it be? Uh, so... Yeah, so he directed the Spider-Man movies. He did the Evil Dead movies. He's a good director, but he also did Oz the Great and Powerful in 2013. That was his last full-length movie, and it wasn't very good, apparently. Never watched it. Well, you want to go out with the bang. Yeah. (laughs) Oz the Great and Powerful. So Did uh, I see that movie? I don't remember if I saw it. I never saw it. I heard it was bad. I don't think I did. Um, Anyway, I'm excited for this, if this actually is what happens. I think he, especially if they actually... If they want to go like kind of a horror route, but they still want to keep it like within Disney's realm, I think Sam Raimi is a good way to do it because he's really good at like horror comedy and stuff. So I think this could work out really well. What do you think, Jimmy? I think this is a surefire way to get people to like this movie no matter what. (laughs) If it's bad, they will still like it, the fans. And they will embrace it because who doesn't like Sam Raimi? Yeah. Honestly, like, I mean, just of like, Fans of comic book movies. Who's like, boy, Sam Raimi. I hate him. Yeah. You don't hear it. No one really hates the original Spider-Man trilogy. They might hate three, but you don't really hate one or two. No, and people blame three on the studio. Yeah. Probably rightfully so. So I think this is a no... I mean, like, if he's interested in doing it, it's a no-brainer on behalf of the studio. Is it the right choice? I think you make good points Mm -hmm. with the whole horror element. I think... I mean, like you said, he hasn't done it for a while. It's probably a little bit of a different game now than it mm-hmm. used to be, especially with the whole extended universe sort sure. of hanging over it. We'll see. I think he'd be a pretty good choice. And I think just on behalf of Marvel Studios, it's just a, such an easy decision to make if he's interested. Sure. Yep. I'm going to give it a Brokaw. I'll give it a Brokaw as well, Holden. Awesome. Three Brokaws. Look Dang. at this. Look at you. A lot better news. than last week where we were just kind of, or two weeks ago. We last were just kinda... week when we just gave out nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got a couple horror movie reboots happening, Jimmy. Uh, we, first of all, we got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Another one. <laughs> this is like the fourth one, probably. Um, I think this one he should be Weatherface, and he's just a meteorologist, <laughs> and he's got the green screen he on his face. He just has a cloud. <laughs> and he's like, 
it uses I've, a chainsaw to point out the different temperatures. This is uh, it's mostly speculation, but a lot of people think this is going to be made in a similar vein to like the newest Halloween movie, where I don't know if they'll necessarily um, make it a sequel to the original, but they'll try to bring it back to its roots probably and make it similar to how the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. I really like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so if they do something like that, that'd be cool. Um, and then I'll also lump in this thing. Uh, the Thing is also apparently getting a reboot. Yes. Um, Have you seen The Thing? Yes. Okay. The 80s Thing is incredible. It's amazing. It's so good. John Carpenter's movie. Ama- like, visual effects, it's hard to surpass Excellent. that movie. Yeah. Excellent for an 80s movie, definitely. I really like The Thing. I like The Thing more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I think well, I do, too. I... I have, I haven't, or I have not bought into the philosophy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original being like one of the great, like, I mean, of its time, yes, I don't think it holds up as well as people say. I don't think it does either. I mean, I don't think it's like really scary anymore, but I think it's a good movie. The dinner, I mean, the dinner scene holds up tremendously. That is disturbing. But I think the rest of the movie just feels kind of campy a little bit slow yeah i don't know well it was kind of like it was one of the first movies to do that though like and for the budget i mean it's a miracle for what it was Mm -hmm. so i give it credit for that but i just think i don't know it was missing something for me to whereas like uh i mean i like the original halloween better than Mm -hmm. it i like like you said the thing better than it just other movies i think for me have surpassed it. I haven't seen like Friday the Thirteenth or uh, apparently Friday the Thirteenth isn't even that good. Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, uh, as for the other movie, which is the thing. Wait, no, I'm I actually I do want to say one more thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just make it Resident Evil Seven without the weird stuff at the end. Yeah, without the weird supernatural things. Yeah, so I feel like that's a good homage to the first movie, mm-hmm. and even has a dinner scene. Yeah. It's pretty good. Because you know there's going to be a dinner scene. Yeah. Um, the Thing reboot, just one more note about that. It's apparently going to incorporate elements from various sources uh, of the Thing story. It'll incorporate elements from the 80s movie, the original 50s movie, the original novella that both of those are based off of. And also, there was a recently resurfaced full manuscript of the book that the author wanted, like a full book as opposed to a novella. And... Apparently that was just published, so it might incorporate elements from that too. I just, I just make a good movie. I yeah. don't really care what it takes. Both from. of these get a Bergeron for me. I'm like, I it's not gonna ruin the original thing if this is bad, and it's not gonna. Ruin, oh no, I like I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's gonna ruin Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, this no, movie I, sucks. And I'm also not particularly excited for either of them, so I think I'll give them Bergeron's as well. I mm-hmm. have not seen the prequel thing. I, I heard it's it. actually decent. It's all right. Apparently, the special effects aren't good, but that's like the only uh, thing. Was that like 2011 or yeah. something? I remember when it came out. I did it full CG, which is not good. Shake my head. <laughs> Uh, Bergeron from you. Oh, yeah. All right. A couple of Bergerons. This is something that, until I was doing my research for this episode, I hadn't heard about. But supposedly, Jimmy, Mad Max 5 has been greenlit by Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I, Fury Road was so successful. Is uh, 
What's his name coming back? To yeah, George? George Miller. George Miller. Um, so uh, it had been like in the works, but not greenlit for a while because there was like a pay dispute between the uh, between Warner Bros. and George Miller. I don't think he was getting paid how much he should have been, um, but uh, it seems to have worked out. The working title for a while now has been Mad Max: The Wasteland. Um, it might start shooting this fall even, so we might be getting it sooner than you think. Um, Tom Hardy hasn't officially been confirmed yet, but. Um, he's almost done with Venom 2, so people think that his next project might be this. Hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, makes sense. The other one was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Won a bunch of awards, I think, for stunts and uh, maybe even soundtrack and stuff yeah. like that. Um, soundtrack is really good. I... I good old junkie XL. I didn't love this movie when I saw it in theaters. And which what's weird is like this was before I considered myself like a big movie guy. So I like even even like back then I figured like oh it's like this big action movie I would have loved it. But I, I even like I just wasn't engaged in it. I guess I kind of want to rewatch it and see if I like it more. Especially if I just watch it from like a technical side. Um, but I mean I can't deny how impressive visually and like just everything is in that movie so i'm excited to see more of that yeah i think i'd i'd need to rewatch it before the next one comes out i liked it quite a bit when it came out i didn't love it um it was definitely like uh for a lot of people i know like their favorite movies that year were that or the force awakens yeah 2015 but for me it was like definitely the force awakens um but yeah it was just wasn't my cup of tea when it first came out i wonder if i'd have think of it differently if i rewatched it sure uh i'll give this a broca uh, yeah, Brokaw. Uh, this is something I just mentioned to you, Jimmy, but apparently Wes Anderson's new movie, The French Dispatch, uh, is going to be coming out in July of this year. Le French Dispatch. Le French Dispatch. Um, but I didn't know I, it was coming out this year. True. What? I just wanted to say that. Okay. Um, uh, it's... I didn't know it was coming out this year. This probably would have made my top 10 anticipated movies of the year. I, If you've seen Wes Anderson movies like The Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Rushmore... I really like all those movies. They're some some of them are among my favorites. Um, but this has got a really good cast: Bill Murray, uh, Francis McDormand, Benicio del Toro, Tilda Swinton, Timothy Chalamet, among others. Uh, Owen Wilson, a lot of other people too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, it sounds good. I like I said before. I actually haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie, which is you consider yourself a movie fan. Jimmy. Yeah, I know. I gotta get. Jeez. I gotta get on that. I saw the article that I read this in was mentioned that like not only we have this an Edgar Wright movie, Denis Villeneuve movie, and Christopher Nolan movie all coming out, and these are like probably some of the most popular quote unquote auteur directors out there right now. So it's kind of cool that we're getting all those movies this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good year for movies uh, in that terms. We'll see what else comes out. Yeah. Also, a lot of <laughs> a lot <laughs> of others. Two. <laughs> Venom two is also coming out this year. So. <laughs> saw a spiral is coming out this year i can't wait for spiral to win best best picture (laughs) i'm gonna give this a broca pretty excited yeah broca um this was another one that i was i was interested about joaquin phoenix might be in the new live action peter pan movie jimmy hear about this no it's a live action peter pan movie made by disney called peter pan and wendy uh and he might be captain hook uh, all right. He might be Captain Hook, and Margot Robbie might be Tinkerbell. You know, I really liked... Um, the, wait, what? <laughs> so the Joker and Harley Quinn? Yeah. Did, wow, that's funny. <laughs> um, 
I when I was growing up, I have not seen this movie in ages, but I loved Hook. I have, I've never Williams. seen it. I loved it when I was little. That was actually I forget about that movie all the time. But if you asked me what my favorite movie was before I watched Spider Man starring Tobey Maguire at the age of seven, I would have I would have said Hook most likely. Nice or or Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with that in mind, do they need to remake it? I don't no. know. I haven't seen Hook in a while. They literally they made that really bad one like a few years ago. I remember Pan. Nope. Do you remember that coming out? I think Hugh did Jackman that, was Hook or something. Did or that Black movie Beard get panned? <laughs> pretty sure it did. Um, you know, those movies never I mean, land. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that was pretty good. Took me a minute. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a Bergeron because Lat Joaquin Phoenix make good movies. I mean, Joker was good, but like, I don't want him to get like roped into all of these franchise movies all the time now. Wow. I don't really care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess as long as me. he's giving a good performance, you know, whatever. Um, all right. What else do we got? Is Joker good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's good. Um, so the Hamilton movie is coming out next year, Jimmy. Oh, this yeah. was officially confirmed. But what's interesting about this movie, and I didn't realize it, is it's not really a movie. It's like a recording. Oh, okay. So it's coming is this out one in of fall those of Fathom events. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, it's coming fall of 2021. It's going to be released by Disney, um, and it's going to have the original Broadway cast. Supposedly, it was filmed back in 2016, so that would have been back when all the original cast was in it. I think. Um, but it's apparently filmed, it's a filmed Broadway production, but it's it, in, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, descri- I think it was him who described it as incorporating the best parts of film and theater. So there might be some movie like elements in it, but I think it's mostly a recorded stage production. Uh, this isn't the first time Disney did this. They actually did this with Newsies, um, several years ago. I don't know when they did that. Yeah, is that the Christian Bale one? I don't know if it was that one or a different one. Is there a different Newsies? There, I think there's two. Newsies movie. You keep talking. Okay. Anyway, um, so it's not like a straight-up movie adaptation of the musical. So don't be expecting that. But it is now a legal way to watch it in the actual musical online or uh, outside of the uh, production itself. Um. Yeah. I've never seen. I I'm not personally a big fan of Hamilton. I don't really like the music, but I know a lot of people do. So good for them. I'm sure they'll they'll have a blast, won't they, Jimmy? Well, it's not a duel to see which Broadway shows the best. Am I right? What? Because he got he died in a duel, Hamilton. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop, Jimmy. <laughs> This is why I don't want to do the news I think you just don't week. like Hamilton because you don't know the history behind it, Holden. I mean, I know some of the history. You That's didn't even that know he is died not in a why. duel. I didn't know he died in a duel. You didn't. I didn't get the joke, though. It yeah. wasn't very you clear. No, he died in a duel. I did. <laughs> you know, it's clever because he's th- he says, I'm not throwing away my shot. And then in the duel, it's like, is like in, you know, in terms of like, I'm not going to throw away my opportunities in life, I just, you know? I'm and not... Then he, Literally throws away his shot in the duel. That's pretty clever. I am writing. not. I'm just not a fan of how it's presented with hip hop. That's my thing. I agree with that. I'm. I can't deny I like that the, <laughs> the music is written well. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm going to give this a Brokaw, though, because maybe if I actually see the whole thing, then I'll like it more. Because, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. I've just heard the soundtrack. I'll give it an honorary Brokaw um, in, uh, for my mother, who loves Hamilton. There oh, you that's go. good. So she'll listen to this and be like, good job, Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. I had, a few, I had a few more things, but I won't say all of them. Um, so this was a funny thing that I saw, Jimmy. So apparently Scooby-Doo, you know, the 2001 movie or whatever, oh, <laughs> the original live-action yeah, one. Uh, uh, Mr. Bean. Yeah, with Mr. Bean, Matthew Lillard as the perfect live-action Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, originally, when it first came out, this is James Gunn. He had James Gunn had, like, a thread on Twitter over the last couple weeks that he was talking about this movie. Apparently, originally, it was R-rated. What? <laughs> the M- so the MPAA gave it an R rating because of uh, what he said was a misinterpreted joke. And also there was a kiss between Velma and Daphne. Whoa. Which, you know, back in 2001, a little not okay, probably. Not okay in 2001. <laughs> um, but I, I, I assume that was probably played as a joke since Daphne and Fred are love interests. I don't know. Uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, but apparently, yeah, the original cut was <laughs> R-rated. But then they, like, took out that joke and stuff, and everything else, was, it would, they still had it at PG-13. And then, but then the studio wanted it to be PG. So they like naturally. Cut out, yeah. <laughs> so the studio like cut out a lot of stuff from this movie, apparently. And James Gunn was saying how he wasn't like necessarily complaining, but he's just like, yeah, like a lot of what I put in this movie just like isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you can't just write a, an R rated <laughs> Scooby Doo <laughs> movie and the studio is going to be okay with that. Yeah, right. Um, That's okay. Was, Monsters Unleashed was better anyway. This, this came out from a parent. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, this, I, I lied. Okay, so Hook, favorite movie up until the age of four. <laughs> After the Between the ages of four and seven it would Scooby be Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. That's a good I favorite. I need to clarify <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> apparently, this, this came out uh, because, like, they were talking about, you know, hashtag release the Snyder cut and whatever, and, it, like, Jane and this apparently had been like previous knowledge. Some of this had been previous knowledge, and so people were like, hashtag release the gun cut of Scooby Doo. <laughs> and, Scooby and then James Doo, Gunn, James gun Gunn, cut. <laughs> it's like the uncut. Yeah, <laughs> James Gunn, Gunn like, rated. <laughs> he uh, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure those cuts don't exist anymore. <laughs> They're probably like burned in a fire or something. So yeah, I'm gonna give this a a brokaw because it's yeah, funny. It's funny, brokaw. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. The another one more thing I just have is like movie pass is officially dead. If you for thought like it was the dead time. Yeah. No, but it's like officially it filed for chapter seven bankruptcy. It which did means that a long time ago. No, but it didn't file for chapter seven. bankruptcy. Oh, chapter seven bankruptcy, which is like mm. official. Of dead. course. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, before they uh, were like obviously. before they were like dead, but still <laughs> looking for investors. But now they're like actually just. Third time, <laughs> finally, <laughs> the saga of movie passes finally ended. What oh, an epilogue we had! At least I didn't have to pay for Jigsaw. Yeah, right. Just kidding. I would have paid for Jigsaw. I think I got in for to sorry for bo- sorry to bother you for free. Sorry for bothering sorry for to bother- you. Sorry to bother you for free. I don't know. I got into a few movies. For movie free passed. That. Rest movie in pass. peace. We knew you were never gonna make it. Thank you. Well, it lasted. Thank you for that. Also, you're probably a terrible company. Yeah, almost definitely. (laughs) Are we done here? Yep.
we're done with Tom's. So we had we had two weeks. We had a lot to catch up on, so that's why. Mm-hmm. All right. On to our review of Birds of Prey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holden, we're going to start with non-spoilers. Obviously, when we get to the spoilers section, look, and you haven't seen the movie yet, you don't want to hear the spoilers, uh, look in the description for time codes so you can skip over that and get to our Lighthouse non-spoiler review. Yeah. And same thing goes for there. We do that every episode. Applies to every episode just to make that clear. It's because we don't want you to get your movie spoiled uh, before you go see it. But yeah. Some of you don't care and you listen to the spoilers anyway. Indeed shame on you that's all right some of you just don't want to see the movie sometimes we'll let you know when you can listen to spoilers we're pretty good about that yeah uh so anyway this is a movie birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn as the full title states and if you don't like the title you're not gonna like the movie probably (laughs) all right i'm just gonna throw that out all right so or if you think that title is a little cringy you're gonna think this movie's a little cringy (laughs) if you think that title fits the character of harley quinn and you like that you're probably gonna like this movie there you go on to our spoiler review (laughs) i'm just kidding the movie is it's about harley quinn broke up with the joker and she's all like i'm sad now but i'm gonna be my own woman and there's other women in the movie and there's a bad guy ewan mcgregor who's crazy uh black mask roman sionis um yeah that's, That's the synopsis good, of the plot. Good synopsis. I don't know. <laughs> he wants to kill Harley Quinn. They're all trying to get a diamond, too. Yeah, there's a diamond. There's a diamond. Of course there is. Why was the diamond important? I kind of remember. I kind of don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Jimmy and I didn't really like this movie. Okay, well, speak for yourself. Because I th- I'm just going to interrupt you every time you say anything from okay. now on. That's the new rule. Um. This movie, some people are gonna love this movie. There's a lot. Of, a lot of people are gonna love this movie, even he, though apparently it's bombing at the box office. It really. Well, not like bombing, but it's only earned, it only earned like thirty million this weekend, which is not that's that less good. than I made this weekend. Yeah, right. From the revenue from the from, podcast, from the podcast, from the ads we have. Um. Yeah, but that's really that's the second lowest opening since, or that's the lowest DC opening since Jonah Hex. Ooh, yikes. Um, I think this movie will do well next weekend, though, because of the good word of mouth, because it seems like people like it. Um, it's rated R. It's rated R. Yeah, that's probably going to hurt it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely rated R. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, some people, if you like the character Harley Quinn and she's one of your favorite Batman villains or just favorite villains or you just enjoy her in the Arkham games and stuff. You're going to really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I cuz I think it's a good representation of that character and I think it's a yeah. an interesting uh take on that character. Yeah. Personally, Margot Robbie gives a really good performance as Harley Quinn. An accurate performance. Yeah. And I mean she's really committed to it. She seems to be having a really good time with it, which is, you know, I think several actors and or at least a couple actors in this movie seem to be having a good time with their roles. Um but I, I know what you're going to say. I also, but I agree. Like, I'm not the biggest Harley Quinn fan. Yeah. I mean, she, they do take her in somewhat of an interesting way. When you take out the Joker, 
and you leave Harley Quinn to herself. I think that is the most interesting Harley Quinn you can have. So I'll I'll commend I, them for that. And I, I'm going to commend a lot of the efforts put into this movie. Where this movie fell short for me is that it felt very oddly paced. Felt There were certain narrative decisions, particularly in the terms of it's told non-linearly. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of takes away from the momentum of the film. It seems like whenever this movie finally got going it would be like oh i gotta explain this real quick yeah and i'm not and a, this, I'm, I'm not against non-linear storytelling i mean i just gave uh city of god a 10 or something close to that something nine to nine and a half out of 10 um so i have nothing against that sort of storytelling i just didn't think the way it was executed in this movie was particularly effective or no, really I added agree. that much. It felt like it was trying to be Deadpool in that regard, and it didn't work as well in this movie as it did in Deadpool. Well, the part of the issue is, well, it makes sense from the character perspective because this movie is narrated by Harley Quinn, and so she's, like, psychotic mm-hmm. and just crazy. And so the fact that her brain is kind of all over the place when she's telling this story makes sense, but it just doesn't really work well in execution or at least the well th- the way they did it here. Um, a lot of times, like, the tangents she'll go on for, like, character explanations and stuff are, like, 10, 15 minutes long. And, like, it really just grinds the movie. Like, the, any pace and, like, momentum the movie had built up, it just grinds it to a halt. And then, like, 10 or 15 minutes later, you get back to, like, what's actually happening and in the you, plot. And you like, completely forget that's even happening. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, I forgot we were here. Yeah. Because that. Um, another thing that didn't hit for me is that this movie just feels like it's trying to be so edgy. Oh yeah. It's th- okay. So this movie is a better suicide squad. Suicide squad is my least favorite movie I've ever seen. I, I think I've stated that multiple times on the podcast, but um, th- it is literally my least favorite movie ever. <laughs> um, and this movie is, a, is significantly better than that one, but it still tries really hard to be edgy and still appeals to a very similar demographic. A lot of people describe it as like a hot topic kind of yeah. like, yeah. like <laughs> group of people, um, which I mean, Harley Quinn herself looks like someone who would shop at Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just it does not work. Why? This movie is R rated. So it's it's made for like adults. But the jokes are not adult jokes. They're very juvenile. Yeah, they, it kind of it's like PG-13 humor. Yeah. It's very, it's like, I, it's not this low, but it's like, I, I would almost uh, uh, liken it to like a Michael Bay movie type of humor. Like I said, not that low, <laughs> but like, like similar kind of childish Is there humor. Is that low? No, no. <laughs> like... There's like I don't know. Just most of the jokes are not funny. Yeah. Most the, of the any at least any, in our opinion. Any sort of laughs that this movie got were mostly from either performances or from like just unexpected things happening. I it will, wasn't really from like jokes. I will say that there was one guy in our theater who thought this movie was pretty funny. Yeah. He was laughing really hard. And like I said, if there is going to be a not uh, not an insignificant minority of people who are really, really going to love this movie. And you know what? That guy looked like the kind of guy who'd shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not wrong. Hold it. I'm sitting right here. Come on. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, I'm trying to think of other things I want to say before. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Did we Great. talk? He's fantastic. He's so he's he's the other person that I mentioned. Margot Robbie's having a good time. Ewan McGregor's eating this up. He's he's just being this insane criminal mastermind that doesn't. It's is not really that complex of a character, but it doesn't really need to be because he's just so entertaining. He is the funniest part of the movie, I think. And it didn't work for me right away. Either. Yeah, I I thought I was like, ooh, I don't really like Ewan so far. I like the thir- first the thirty minutes or so. After that, there's one scene in particular where it's like he's just knocking it he's out of the so park. Funny. And I'm not sure if Roman Sionis is typically like insane like he is in this movie he is a psychopath in this movie um which brings me to a negative another negative which is zaz i think zaz is so pathetic and terrible in this yeah if you know the character victor zaz is a uh, serial killer well known for uh cutting uh tally marks into his skin for every uh kill yeah he's just like this pathetic like right hand man to yeah they, they have weird sexual chemistry. <laughs> there's a few times in the movie. There's like a couple of lines in the movie where it's implied that maybe him and <laughs> Roman have a relationship. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I just didn't like the performance. I didn't like no. the interpretation of that character. I don't think he was necessary at all. It was no. just kind of like, oh, we, Zaz hasn't really been done before. Let's put Zaz in here. Yeah. It was like he didn't really do anything interesting or that psychotic outside of what black mask was telling him to do i didn't really like most of the other birds of prey that much either um yeah one thing we should say is that if you're expecting a team-up movie it's not really no that's it's a harley quinn movie with the birds of prey in it at the very end yeah it should have been harley quinn and the fantabulous birds of prey yeah have been like the title or something yeah because like most of the movie's focus is on harley quinn so like why is she related the to the vast us? majority of it yeah. i mean they're kind of throughout you yeah. get little bits and details but about like, the other they birds literally of prey. don't team up until the last the last fight scene 15 minutes yeah so and i did not buy the team up it was very either. weird i didn't really like a lot of people really liked Huntress for some reason. I didn't like her. That was the crossbow. Yeah, she was just like a comic relief character. Like I, it, it seemed like they were trying to make her comic relief because she was too serious. But they didn't like. There was like one scene where it was almost funny, where she like starts giving this dramatic backstory, kind of like. But I don't know. It just wasn't very funny. And I like that actress, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's good. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm. She's in that. Oh yeah. And she's also in Fargo season three. She's very good in that. Um, yeah. But like I said, there is the action is pretty good. Oh Some yeah. of it, I will say, seems very just kind of mowing through people. Yeah. Just like a lot of flipping people over or uh, flipping people. Well, I. Know. What I have to say about the action um, that I hadn't really thought about the night of, but I actually I, I got this from another review I read. Um, but the the action is really varied. There's a lot of like I, I know what you mean when like there's a lot of like f- like kind of hitting people with baseball bats and stuff. But almost every fight scene has something unique to it, I think. Um, 
Because you got like the one in the fun house, which has got well, like some fun things well, in it. Let's not get into too much detail. Yeah. Well, one. that's in the trailer. But, but um, I don't know. I thought some of the it felt a little samey to me. Uh, for me, I prefer action that is like like meaningful, memorable action where it's not just a million henchmen and they're mm-hmm. fighting all at once. Um, I will say there are a couple moments of that that are memorable and entertaining. A lot. Uh, also, a lot of the action was directed by Chad Stahelski, uh, the director, the current director of the John Wick franchise. So it's got some pretty well choreographed fight scenes. And you can tell. But it's not like John Wick-esque, but it's very similar wide shots kind of thing. Yeah. And there is one action scene I like in particular in this movie that is kind of ruined by one of those scenes where it's like a flashback or whatever. Yeah. Just right in the middle of it. Mm. And it's a long one. So I don't know. I'm. We should probably get into spoilers here pretty soon. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Um, Some of the music's wonky. Uh, yeah, the music's weird because like it's not as in your face in your face in your face it's not as in your face as like what in like captain marvel when they play i'm just a girl or whatever and that was really cringy um but there was like hit me with your best shot a <laughs> and really a really slow dreaming. like dramatic hit. and it's supposed to be, it kind of sounds like a horror trailer it's like hit me with your best shot yeah it was really weird fire I think oh, I right quick before we go into spoilers. I think the feminist message in this movie is really pretty good. Honestly, I think it's a lot better than like most other like like I mentioned Captain Marvel. I think it does it better than Captain Marvel did it. I think it does it better than a lot of other female superhero movies. I think maybe better than Wonder Woman in that regard. I don't know. I just like it was pretty obvious, but it wasn't like hitting you over the head with it and i just like i felt i felt empowered by the movie i'm not even a female wow i felt but i felt residual empowerment from the females uh in the movie i thought it was good um there's some of those instances where there's just men who are just being jerks for no good reason yeah um i think i think a lot of it has kind of been said before i'd like to see a movie where it's it's like a a a feminist gender equality message that has more that touches more upon like the implicit biases sure against women that you don't necessarily think about right away and that aren't overt like guy does something that screws over a woman like there are a couple times in this movie mm-hmm. but like i said i don't think it's bad um or too in your face sure. in your face <laughs> uh but Overall, I think this is a, a decent movie, a solid movie. I think, like I said, some people are going to love it. I think it should be commended for taking a swing. Like, this mm-hmm. is a swing. This is not just a generic thing. They tried something new. It feels feels like they're taking elements from, like, Deadpool, from, like, Edgar Wright, uh, John Wick. You can feel the, the influences of those, but this is trying to be its own thing at the same time. Uh, there's some creative production, some bad CGI, mm-hmm. some over-reliance on CGI, I would say, in some areas. But overall, I think it's pretty solid. I'm actually going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I'm going to give it 
I think, and I think, I, I was thinking about this as you were talking. I think this is fair. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> okay. And the reason I'm going to give it a five is because I think about everything in this movie, every aspect of it, acting, you mentioned CGI, music. I think everything in this movie, half of it is good and half of it is not. So I think that is very fair. Give it a five just straight down the middle. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a little bit generous. Give it a 5.5. Because I think some of the performances are What's your final answer? 5.5. Wow. Let's do that. Because <laughs> I think it almost like the bad stuff like negates some of the a lot of the good stuff. And it just kind of is neutral to me at this point. I don't know. I think you're. I think you're being a little harsh. Maybe. A little harsh. Maybe I am. Little maybe I'll turn. Maybe I'll turn around Quinn. in the future. Anyway, let's get into spoilers. Let's get into spoilers. Um. So. I don't have that much to add, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I think mean, what what is worth spoiling. Uh, we're talking about spoiler wise in this movie. Okay, just to kind of clarify off my rating, because I didn't really explain it, I think, like, some of the performances are actually not very good. Yeah, you talked about uh, the kind of the kid sort yeah, of Cassandra Cain. I don't think she's a, I think I she's really bad in this did movie. not notice any bad acting. There was, there. like, and, you know, maybe she might be a good actress some of the time. I don't, I'm not, nothing against her personally, but I just don't think she's good in this movie. I like I said I don't agree. Okay. Um, I also like I said I don't like Huntress really. I don't really. Renee Montoya was okay at times. I thought Black Canary was all right. I don't know. <laughs> and she just screams. Yeah. One of the things I did say is this movie felt like it was trying to be realistic. It didn't know if it was going for that realistic vibe or just the all-out comic book vibe. Felt like it was trying to balance kind of go in between i i think it should have just kind of picked one well did you know that black like that's black canary's power i did but they like they kind of set it up but it seemed just so goofy for that part of the movie when yeah, literally guess. nothing else in this movie is that comic booky okay it didn't is that I, fair is that fair i mean it you know pretty, i'm being harsher on this movie and it, it didn't bother me pretty grounded and then it maybe just the effect looked bad it to didn't me look too kind of bad it just seems so goofy yeah and also, then, okay, so that that car chase, I'm, like, mixed on because it feels really slow. And part of that is because Harley Quinn can keep up with them on the on her roller skates. So it feels... Well, she's, like, being dragged. Yeah, for part... But then, like, when she gets whipped, even, it just, like, looks slow. And it's kind of fun when she gets on top of one of the cars and starts beating people's faces in on, like, the steering wheel and stuff. That's kind of fun. But it, it felt, like, weirdly I, slow. That was a funny moment for me when she just kept slamming the guy's head into the steering yeah. wheel. <laughs> it's um, like once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I think the best action part, though, is then that guy's leg gets broken, like, like three, three different times. times. <laughs> See, that's the stuff I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, the warehouse fight was really fun. Um... I thought the funhouse fight had some unique stuff, but it was a lot was happening, so it was kind of hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, I liked, I loved the set. Yeah, and it, it, I thought the way they utilized it was really cool, but it just, it was kind of hard to keep track of everything that was happening in the in the scene. Um, Black mask, it's just blown into smithereens. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I thought that final confrontation when it's like foggy on the dock was really corny. I'm like, yeah, okay, like. 
But I thought, it, yeah, when pulls the it sets the grenade on you and McGregor and just kicks him off the dock. I just like, I, I, like just it's just cool. quiet in the theater, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, you, like you're kind of waiting for him to like splash and then blow up, like yeah. And, but, but no, he, blows he just up in midair and into <laughs> a thousand pieces. There's you just see like a leg flying off. Oh my you're god! Like, Holy crap! That was one of my favorite parts in the movie. Yeah. It was just so like was not expecting it. <laughs> so like when I say like memorable bits of action over like quantity of action, that's what I'm talking about. The leg thing, the steering wheel thing, that bit, and then the Ewan McGregor blown up. But it's like midair. I think for me, when I say like the movie is very 50-50, I like more of the action than I don't. But then to contrast that, I think the like the movie is just not funny. The like whole at like all. breakfast sandwich thing. That was not I'm like Wow, this is just cringy. Like, who, like, I couldn't imagine people finding that funny. I can. Okay. That one guy probably did. Oh, yeah, he probably did. Hot probably topic, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What would you think just, about the cutting faces off? Is that a black mask thing? I don't know. I don't know either. That was, I mean, I liked that scene because it, like, kind of showed us how dangerous these two are but we didn't really get a sense of that throughout the rest of the movie it was just like that one scene yeah so i don't know i thought this was like a a well shot cinematic movie i liked Mm -hmm. the style of how it was filmed yeah um like i said some of that like the the establishing shot of the funhouse just looks like a video game like a kind (laughs) of like the ace chemicals one too yeah it's very fake which i'm like if you're leaning into the comic book stuff, that makes more sense. Yeah. But they didn't lean into that for me to make yeah. it fit the rest of the movie. You have this, fu- you have this like comically just like decrepit amusement park, and then you have this comically large chemical plant, and then the like, rest, and of, the the rest world of the city looks is like normal. the same. Yeah, like either like I'm either like I don't want it to be super grounded either, but like you know, it just seemed too. There's like a a lenient, uh, like a, what am I trying to say here? There's enough suspension of disbelief I had, and that like went over the line yeah. for me in those places. I definitely like, yeah, I don't know. This, I feel like if you have like similar tastes in movies to us, typically like listening to this, you probably won't like this movie. I, thought, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, there, like good. There are good aspects to it, but it's just like overall, it was very. It was one of those that I was like, I can see people really liking this, mm-hmm. but I think it's all right. I don't know. So, anything else to add, Holden, before no. we go into the lighthouse? I mean, I gotta give it props for trying new things. That's cool, but I just don't think it really worked out that well. Yep. Yeah. Let's go into the lighthouse. lighthouse jimmy mm-hmm. you fell asleep for some of it i, I fell asleep i did you fall asleep i was all it was one of those where i my eyes were heavy and and then i was like and then i just kind of snapped out of it you just needed to do what i did for fantastic beasts and get up and take a i'm pee not gonna times. lie if you weren't so we started watching this about 8 45 mm-hmm. 
Um, and I know no, it like, was like it was like it was eight forty-five. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I normally since I started student teaching, I and I wake up at six. I normally go to bed at like I fall asleep by like ten o'clock ish. Sure. So. I should have... Well, originally we were going to plan on watching Jojo Rabbit because the Academy Awards are tonight as of yeah. when we're filming this. Um, but you could only buy that in 4K for $20. Yeah. And Lighthouse was available for rent. So yeah. And so and Jojo Rabbit, you can rent it in like a week. Mm-hmm. So, so we're we'll, just, we'll probably review that. We'll wa- review that sometime soon. I think we got a gap good week thing, after Good Sonic. thing we have Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not going to lie... If you were not there, I would have uh, paused the movie and gone to bed after yeah. like 40 minutes. You could have just told me because like I looked over at you and I thought you were tired, but I also couldn't tell like what you were feeling. So I was <laughs> I, I'm trying to not let that like cloud my judgment <laughs> of this movie because I think it is a good movie. Um, so, but I think it does have to go into the bin of not I didn't like it nearly as much as I thought I was going to. Okay. Um, I think it's good. I mean, Robert Eggers. Uh, I the, my hot take, according to you, was like it's I, not a hot take. It's more of a hot take on my part. I I liked The Witch probably better. No. Yeah. Um, it's the same director as The Witch. If you've seen that movie, Robert Eggers, Robert which Eggers. we did review briefly this summer. Oh, I didn't remember that. Well, I <laughs> saw it, and then it turned into like a twenty-minute discussion. Oh so yeah, I just put okay. it in the title. Um. I don't like the witch really at all. It's 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 kind of lumped in with hereditary for me for it like like these A24 horror movies that people absolutely love and I just don't. And but you don't I even think it's a good movie? No, I I respect Hereditary a lot more than I do The Witch. I maybe I need to watch it again, but when I watched it I'm just like I I could not see the the appeal in it at all. So there's my fool. hot take on it. Not even the cinematography? I thought it was very bland. It You're was it was gray and gross, and not really in a in an artistic way. That may be the stupidest thing you've ever <laughs> said in your life, Holden. That's that movie is beautiful. Okay, well that I mean, that's fine. If you like it, it's fine. I just don't respect it as much as I do Hereditary. That's my take. I think, but I think this movie is a lot better, in almost every way. I, well, I would hope so, since you just don't even like the yeah. witch. No, I think like the lighthouse. It's a pr- it's very good movie. Uh, it, what's the aspect ratio it's presented in? Do you know? I think it's four by three, but I couldn't tell if it was that or square. I think it's four by. I three. think it's four by three. I don't think it was square. Um, but it's pr- very much this like old timey. It's it's not a wide screen like you typically see in a movie. It, you can see like large sections of black on either side of the screen. It's it's just kind of only taking up the middle bit of the screen. Um, it's all black and white. Um, and apparently every the, the lighthouse and everything was built for the movie. Hmm. It's like not a... I was uh, trying to figure that out. If someone yeah. was like matte paintings or uh, well apparently like they did build perspectives. that. Um, apparently they built a whole lighthouse for it so that's kind of cool i guess i don't know how they did that i ain't a set builder though so you know it's not my job (laughs) um yeah uh, i just reviewed the movies i don't build them yeah exactly (laughs) i do the stuff that doesn't require any talent (laughs) um yeah i mean it's the island itself is very pretty in a weird 
creepy way. Is it? I think so. It's a rock. It is a rock. I mean, I I guess maybe it's more of just the way it's filmed. It looks really cool. It, like, it is really just a pile of rocks with a house on it. But it... A lighthouse. Fil- oh, a lighthouse. But the, uh, the way that the film is shot, it makes it look more interesting than just that to me. I thought this movie was going to be more... Or just crazier, I guess. I don't think it went off the rails as much as I thought it was going to. Yeah, I guess we we haven't really talked about a synopsis yet. Basically, it's Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. They're lighthouse keepers. Um, Willem Dafoe is like kind of the head dude, and uh, Robert Pattinson's his his. I don't know what they call him. Uh, I they had a word for it in the thing, but. Just yeah. like an assistant. Yeah, an assistant lighthouse keeper, basically. Uh, Robert Pattinson does pretty much all of the work, um, and and Willem Dafoe tends to the light. And, yeah, He's like, and don't, stuff happens. Don't look at the light. Or do, not look, but don't go to the light Don't part. go to the light. And Robert Pattinson's like, why can't I go to the light part? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's, it's a four-week assignment. What happens? They kind of... It's kind of their, I don't know, cabin fever a little bit. Yeah, so. definitely cabin fever. And it's yeah, it's one of those movies. It's like, is this actually happening? Who's t- what's going on? Yeah. Who's telling the truth? It's one of the yeah. It's it's one of those movies that you could very much make the argument that none of it happened, which is like a really basic argument for films like this. I think, but it, you could. There's enough evidence there. It could probably work. It was one of those, like, is this all just like a dream? Mm-hmm. And they're going to wake is up. Is this in his head? You know. Um, but the performances, very good. Yeah. Really good. Willem Dafoe was born for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that's something that's been said a lot about this movie. But he, like, he plays, they even say in the movie, a Captain Ahab type C, just very this he's like a sea captain but he's not he's a lighthouse keeper he uses all of this like very old language that we had to turn on subtitles because we could not understand yeah, him in the life first scene. pro tip turn on subtitles yeah. for this movie yeah um and he's he has this very thick accent and it he's so good he's like crazy but in a classic will imagine green goblin but with a with a sea captain's like accent (laughs) (laughs) he's just old yeah it's got a nice beard yeah and will robert pattinson really good as well most of the movie is very reserved and i think Mm -hmm. he's good in that and then even when uh, other points in the movie when he does a little bit more he's even better then yeah um soundtrack really good yep uh, the sound design or the sound mixing and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography is good. Yeah, as we mentioned. Um, so I mean, like it checks a lot of those boxes. I think it's well directed as well. Yeah. I think it's just a, objectively a very good movie. I uh, I I had to look up a lot like some reviews and stuff for this movie because I like it does have a lot of like symbolism and stuff. It's like I would argue the whole thing is just yeah. A, symbolism and, and so, ambiguous and but uh on in the technical side that i read it, it pointed out that most of the shots in this movie are very they're they're like static very still mm-hmm. like the camera doesn't really move and there's a couple where it moves but yeah the, and it's almost jarring because it's yeah. so it's so stationary and static for a lot of the film but most of the time it's it's it very still camera beautifully lit mm-hmm yeah 
The use of shadows and stuff in this movie. Very good. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like uh, there's not a ton of dynamic range in terms of like you don't see a lot of the highlight detail Mm -hmm. and the shadow detail. It's kind of like the whites and blacks are kind of crushed. Yeah. Which was surprising. I don't know if they did that in post-production or if they just filmed it kind of with the old camera, old film camera. But um, it was an interesting stylistic choice that I didn't didn't necessarily see coming, but I thought it fit. Um, It made the movies feel old. Yeah, it did. And gritty. Yeah, because, like, your roommate walked in, and I was wondering if, like... He asked were... me this morning, he's like, was that an old movie? You guys yeah, I was wondering in? if he thought that. I was like... It's like, nope, came out a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, ve- it very much looks like it. You're right. Could have fit back in the 50s, really, or 40s or 50s pretty easily. Uh, You want us to add anything before we give our scores here? No, because I think it's... Most of what you can talk about in this movie is a spoiler. All right. What are you going to give it, Holden? Ah, uh, crap. I hadn't thought about it. You need to give yours and I'll think about it. Eight and a half out of ten. All right. I'll give it a nine because I think I liked it a little bit more than you. Yeah. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Very good. Probably should have been nominated for Best Picture over yeah. 1917. <laughs> <laughs> over the eventual probable winner? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I get why they didn't, because they don't like putting these types of movies in the best picture category, but... What? Since when? Like, weird... Psych, like, like horror movies? Psychological horror movies? When was the last time they put one in the best picture category? I don't know, but I feel like this was an Oscar bait movie. No. I don't think so. I don't think... I. Horror movies in general typically don't. And I mean, this movie isn't that scary, but I... I would argue it's really not scary at all. Yeah. but Oh, I want to mention before we go on, there's some good fart jokes in the movie. I feel like that's a a spoiler. Is it? But yeah. I mean, I think it's funnier if you don't know what's going to happen. But you said it, and I'm not going to edit it out. All right. (laughs) I'm going to be lesson planning and yeah think about it this way birds of prey had juvenile humor that we didn't think worked lighthouse has a fart joke haha we think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) on the spoilers (laughs) olden what do you want to talk about um hurry it up because i want to go to dinner yeah okay um hey I want to talk about like how I guess I what I was kind of reading about the meaning of this movie. I guess um, a, a lot of people were like were likening it to Greek mythology. There's a lot of comparisons to um, uh, I think it's Proteus and Prometheus to Greek. Uh, I, I think Proteus is is his name. I could be wrong. Something like that. Anyway, he's he was like this kind of old. Um, he, he captain type character who was very, uh, he wasn't, he, he would like keep information to himself and stuff. And so they were thinking that's like who Willem Dafoe is and Prometheus is, um, uh, at Robert Pattinson's character, Thomas, I can't remember what his name They're is. They're both Toms. They're both Toms. Toms. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> um, but. Ephraim, Ephraim, yeah. Well, well, whatever, whatever. Winslow, Ephraim. Well, Winslow. I'll call him Winslow. We'll call him Winslow for this. So Robert Pattinson's Winslow character is supposed to be Prometheus, which that one makes a lot of sense because Prometheus in Greek mythology like took fire 
from Olympus and gave it to the humans for life and stuff. Um, and then he was then proceeded to be punished for eternity by getting his lungs pe- picked up by eagles. Oh, well, yeah. So that, that has very easy direct correlations to what happens in the movie. I also, I jokingly mentioned last night, but I don't think the comparison is out of the question with like Icarus. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, he gets close to the sun and then he falls, <laughs> <laughs> which is what happens at the end of this movie. Um. Yeah, there you go. I I mean, it, I know Robert Eggers has said it. It's about his alcoholism too, like struggle. Oh, really? Um, definitely, alcohol is like a a, a motif, big part of this movie. A motif in this movie, and so I I don't quite understand what he was trying to say with that. I mean, I probably I could either. uncover it with more interviews and the more he talks about it, but. There's definitely layers and layers and layers to peel from this movie. There's like weird sexual tension between Robert Pattinson and Willem <laughs> Dafoe sometimes. There's like one moment you're like, are they going to kiss? Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. But and then uh, they just punch each other in the next second. Yeah. I was like, is this going to be like Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> Willem <laughs> Dafoe's naked? Yeah. Willem Dafoe's naked at a part in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> he actually is. Um, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't... This is a, a wacky movie, man. Yeah, I mean, um, if you're for some reason listening to this and haven't seen the movie, it really is just there to like, kind of descent into madness. And it isn't until like the very end of the movie where it like kind of comes to a head. I was honestly expecting it to happen sooner. I was too, and I thought it was just gonna go way, way, way off the rails, but it yeah. didn't. It didn't too much no. until like the very end, which it got really weird. They drink like oil. Yeah, they well, I think they're trying oil? to get the alcohol from it. Like yeah, yeah. I was like about to puke in the. Th- well, I, about, I was gonna say in the theater, but I mean in your apartment. Thanks. I'm glad you were slurping up spaghetti too while I was watching it. Yeah. What did you want me to do, Jimmy? Go Starve. hungry? Starve. Sorry, I was eating spaghetti at 8.45 in the evening. Also, I think it's just an allegory or a metaphor for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's... Willem Dafoe doing nothing, farting all the time, and I'm just doing all the work and feel like I'm getting pecked by seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a movie that I... I don't know. It's really hard to say a whole lot about without you just kind of watching it. Good performances, good direction. And I mean, like we said, there's not a whole lot to say without spoiling it. But at the same time, I don't know what to say. I think I think it's just one of those movies. I bet you can appreciate it more and more and more the more you learn about it. Yeah. The the meanings behind it and some of the illusions and tie ins. It's it's another movie that's probably not for everyone. Like if you oh certainly slow, not yeah if if you're not into slow pacing and stuff and if you don't like not knowing everything about the movie you're not gonna like this. Yeah, Anna Van Ravensway, why don't you just sit one this sit this one out? She's on. not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess just if, if if you like good filmmaking though, it's a solid movie. Um, oh. I, one and oh, another thing. I need to go home. I know, but up. another thing I, I I liked was kind of how it's so 
you're so unsure. I mean, we mentioned like you're not sure if anything is real, but like there's several points in the movie where Willem Dafoe like talks and directly contradicts what we just saw on screen. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, did what we see happen? Like one of them is insane. Yeah. If not both. So, yeah, I'm just like, like the boat bit with the axe. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Very weird. That was one part where the, the camera was moving. Okay. What are you doing, Alden? <laughs> okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing, Jimmy? Uh, well, so we, we had two weeks off, or we had a week off, I guess, but I actually didn't watch too much. Just I, hurry up and talk about BoJack Horseman. Let's get out oh of here. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, did, I wasn't even thinking about that, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, so BoJack Horseman finished, Jimmy. Incredible. Very good ending. Um, second to last episode is so good. Um, it's BoJack every season kind of has like one, at least one episode that's very stylistically different and unique. And that's kind of what that episode was. But it also served as kind of the climax for the series. And it was very, very cool. Um, if you... I, I can't recommend this show enough. I just kind of watched it this summer by chance. And now it's done. So, Jimmy, you don't have an excuse not to watch it now. Aside from the fact that you're busy. But that's not a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched a couple movies. Uh, only, only really two. I watched Batman and Robin with you, Jimmy. Yep. It's not good. It's entertaining. It's it's funny, but it's not good. Like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> good allegory. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what to say about Batman and Robin. That hasn't been said, so just watch that movie if you want. Um, I also, the movie I really liked that I watched, though, was Mulan. I've never seen Mulan before now, or at least not in a, long enough that I can remember. So, Mulan, you seen that, Jimmy? Nope. It's a good movie. Very good Disney movie. Well, I'm glad they're remaking it then. Yeah. Well, the the remake looks so much different. Like, I, I went and watched the trailer. Like, it looks like it's kind of a different interpretation of it. And there's just a lot from the original movie that they're not doing. And they're doing a lot of new stuff. So that's a lot more interesting than, like, The Lion King, where it's just the same movie. So I'm you a little bit more excited for it Lion now. King. I, I don't want to see it. There you go. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing, Jimmy, is I've been playing Black Mesa, the Half-Life remake. You know that? Mm -hmm. I Black explained it Table. To you. Black Table, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. I might have mentioned it on the last podcast, but it's really, really good. If you've never played the first Half-Life, I would still recommend it because I think the original one, gameplay-wise, and even story, holds up pretty well, just not graphically, I guess. Um, but if you really can't get over like the graphics and stuff, this is a really good way to play it. And the, they had released it before without the last few chapters and I'm on the last few chapters now. And that was kind of the part in the original game that a lot of people were kind of more mixed on, but they changed it, like completely overhauled this part of the game. It's like, it's completely new. It's a lot longer. Um, and it's nothing like the original. So it's really cool. And I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'll be done with it by next week, and I'll give I'll give a score. I'll review it, just a short review next week. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it for me though, Jimmy. 
I saw part of a Holocaust movie from the 1980s in, uh, while I was student teaching. What it movie? was called Playing for Time. It's very well lit, and there's a good performance, and it's about musicians, the, like the orchestra in like one of the, the concentration camps. It's all right. It's not for everybody. I thought it was well done. The parts, the first two hours that I saw, I never, I didn't see the last 30 minutes. It's a long movie. Sure. The kids thought it was really boring and some of the teachers did too. So there you go. That's basically all I did. So <laughs> I'm hungry old and let's go eat, huh? Okay, fine. Um, next week we got Sonic the Hedgehog. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> Won't blame you if you don't come back for that one, but hit us <laughs> up in two weeks when we got a, hopefully a better movie. Yeah, uh, two weeks we'll probably do Jojo Rabbit, um, unless Call of the Wild just gets astounding reviews. Or we'll just do Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, social media links are in the description. Oh, they get it, Holden. Uh, do the Patreon thing. Give us a five-star review and recommend us a movie to watch. Um, we'd appreciate that. We need a new movie. I mean, we, we have one in the queue still, but we're running out. going to be done before long. Adios, pantalones. Love you.